Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Clapping in two ways. Then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. You know, another one of them, dog. You know, the, the flagship of black podcasting is looking to be fucking sinking. It's tragic, my nigga, honestly. It's it's a sad case. You just hate to fucking see it, my nigga. I came in here probably maybe two months ago, you know, talking about the the Spotify deal going away for the Joe Budden podcast. You know, giving Joe props for just how well he handled the whole situation. You know, how he was the, the captain of the flagship of fucking black podcasting you know he he did his thing in that shit my nigga you know he dropped a lot of jewels as far as you know business and you know how you handle business in the podcasting game which you know it's kind of a feat honestly because you know even though podcasts have been around maybe you know roughly 15 16 years probably more than that you know, I didn't become aware of podcasting until maybe 15 years ago. So it could be a little older than that. You know, probably the the early 2000s, you know. But as far as like the business of podcasting, a lot of us to this day are still unpaid. A lot of us are not, you know, making money off this shit, you know, to the point where we can really call it a business. But, you know, fortunately for Joe, he is. You know, so he 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 did his little you know, like three or four episodes where he was talking about them getting out of the Spotify deal and, you know, things like that. And it was, it was cool, man. You know, shout out Johnny White. What's going on with you? You know, uh, what's up Tia Nicole? How y'all doing? But, um, you know, he was just talking about, you know, the creators and how creators should be paid and, you know, take control of their destiny, you know, in this this space, you know, this, this media space, I guess you would call it, you know, but he's having a fucking dispute with his co-hosts, Rory and Ma. shout out to them, you know, this motherfucker fired, you know, Rory on air, his co-host, you know, shit, he fired Ma too, basically, like, you know, it just, it, it, it's a ugly Hollywood divorce, in my my personal opinion, you know what what I would call it, you know, like you just hate to see shit like this because a lot of us in the in the black podcast community are fans of this podcast. Like, if you fuck with this show, if you fuck with podcasts, and you probably listen to the Joe Budden podcast, motherfucker got millions of listeners, you know. And to see this motherfucker 
go out the way they going out, that shit just ugly, dog. Like, you fucking hate to see it. You know, he he got rid of um, uh, Rory on there. Air Rory ass out, you know. And the thing about this whole shit that makes it even weaker, my nigga, is like, you know, the, the way that they made it seem like they was just these fucking friends. You know, like, I think they had an interview with Charlemagne, you know, six, seven months ago, where Charlemagne pretty much called this shit. Because Charlemagne thing was like, you know, I think Rory, he was telling Joe, like, I think Rory is like your industry friend. I don't think you really look at Rory as like a real friend. You know, and Joe go on this whole, like, nah, man, this is this is my homeboy, this is my friend, and all this all shit. You know, and then you fast forward to the other day, and as he's firing Rory, my nigga, he was going in on this nigga like, you know, Rory's measly ass, Rory is this and Rory is that, Rory is a, you know, he basically called Rory everything but a child of God, my nigga. He put his name in everything but a fucking prayer. And it was just ugly to see, my nigga. Like, I, I really don't like seeing shit like that. Especially for motherfuckers who I fuck with. Because it's not like I fuck with Joe and them niggas, like, personally. But I fuck with they, they platform. I fuck with they brand. You know, I enjoy they dynamic. I like watching they show. Like, the Joe Budden podcast is something that, honestly, I will watch they shit before I did my shit. Like, I watch they shit, you know, just to, you know, see how podcasting on a high level is done. Because them motherfuckers did they thing, my nigga. You know, and every piece of this puzzle mattered. You know, I think that's a part that Joe don't really understand. You know, because, like, with this whole incident, this is a a classic case of three sides to every story. His side, her side, and the truth. That's what this shit is, my nigga. Like, Rory got some points. Maul got some points. Joe got some points. But... Everybody seemed like it's their side of the story. And that's one of them things. Like, you hear Joe and what Joe says. Then you hear what Rory and Maul are saying. Because Rory and Maul, they they went on, I don't know if that was Patreon or what platform they was on when they did that shit. But Rory and Maul, they, they went and had their little piece where they both, you know, got together and, and spoke on that shit. And there was something Smash said, you know, shout out to Big Smash and Bet the House podcast. I was just on there a few minutes ago where um, he was asking if this shit seemed to be a fucking publicity stunt. You know, and in my head, I was like, damn, as much as that never even crossed my mind. At the same time, I kind of was like, damn, you know what? That could be it. Not that I think that'd be the case, but you know, nowadays, man, everybody fucking trolling. You'd be surprised who fucking trolling. But I think the thing that made me say that, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think that that's the fucking case. It's just the fact that Maul always carries himself as a stand-up nigga. He seems to pride himself on how solid he is as a man. So I don't think that Maul would even fucking go out like that. I don't think that Maul would 
participate in something so fucking petty, my nigga. Like something like that's a fucking trash move, honestly. You know, because he was saying something like, uh, you know, if y'all familiar with Karen Civil, who is on the Joe Budden Network now, you know, she's like a PR person. You know, so he was saying like, you know, he fucking with Karen Civil now. Karen Civil probably cooked this shit up. Like, yeah, if y'all do a little beef, you know, that should get y'all name clicking, you know, and, and that'll help y'all to get, you know, I guess more publicity, which to me personally, I feel is fucking stupid. Because like, as I was saying on that fucking show, like these niggas is like the top fucking podcast in the game, you know, and that goes beyond just black podcasts. Like that's when it's, it's one of the top podcasts in podcasting period, excluding nobody. Them motherfuckers is, you know, they, they high level, my nigga, they, they Rolls Royce level in the podcast game. So they don't need no stupid shit attached to their brand to try to get them publicity. Like it ain't like these niggas is number 700 out of a thousand. Like these niggas is up at the top. My nigga, when it come to music podcast, they at the top black podcast, they at the top entertainment podcast, they at the top. So I don't think they need no stupid ass shit like this to push their fucking brand forward. But you can't put, put, couldn't put nothing past nobody. But, you know, I I just, it just fucked me up to see it. You know, especially because, like, you know, if, if you listen to, damn, I, I wish I had the fucking episode number. You know, the, the one where Joe fucking fired Rory and Maul, but... You know, if if y'all, most likely if you listen to this shit, you probably listen to the Joe Budden podcast. And if you've been following the story, I'm sure at some point you heard where, you know, Joe was firing their motherfucking ass. And the thing is, like, when you was listening to it in its entirety, a lot of what Joe's thing is, what Joe was saying was the fact that he owns this shit. Like, it's called the Joe Button Podcast. I started this show before them niggas came in. This is my shit. Me, 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 my, my, my. And one thing I never fucked with as far as Joe Button as a person, you know, like, and this goes beyond who I feel is right or wrong in this situation. Nigga, Joe Button is a fucking egomaniac, dog. You know, and I talked about mm, the episode. It was called Hold the Salt. I forgot which episode number it was, but the episode is hold the salt. Y'all niggas go run that back. You know, and I was talking about ego and it's like ego is like fire. It could be used to cook your food or burn your house down. Like ego could be used for good and bad. And Joe Budden is the example. He's the epitome of ego being something that could propel you forward and pull you back in the same fucking stretch. What's going on, my nigga J-Rock? Warren Gold clothing, what's the motherfucking deal? But, you know, Joe Budden is a classic fucking case of this shit. Like, his pride will not allow him to take less. But his pride is also what always puts him on his motherfucking back pockets. Like, Rory and Maul come in, which in his eyes, from what his perspective is and from the story he tells, these niggas come in on some employee shit, which it to them, them motherfuckers was saying they was profit sharing partners. Will we ever find out? 
Who the fuck knows? Who do I believe? I do not motherfucking know at the end of the day. I don't know if these niggas were under the impression that they were profit partners and they weren't. I'm not completely sure. But, you know, supposedly this whole shit stems from these niggas basically wanting to see what the fuck was on the books. You know, and the thing was, like, from their perspective, is if we supposedly partners, we want to see what the motherfucking books look like. Because if I'm a partner in a situation, I want to know what the money look like so I can know how this motherfucking money is being distributed. That puts them in the right. Nigga, if Joe is the boss like he say he is, that puts him in the right. Because if you a fucking employee at any company, nigga, they not finna allow you to go and see how much profit they making. You can't go into your boss's office and say, hey, um, excuse me, um, how much money did we make this quarter? Or what is our, our, our fiscal year look like? Or No, that that's not how this shit works. You know, in, in the corporate world, my nigga, like a big part of a a, a boss employee relationship is your boss ain't going to tell you how much money he making off your ass. That's just not how it goes. So Joe's whole fucking perspective on this shit is like, nigga, I'm the boss. Let the boss do what the boss does. I'm not going to allow you to audit me. But what Rory and Maul were saying was nigga, you might have a bigger share of the company. But we are partners. So as partners, we are entitled to this information. This information should be made available to us being that we are partners in this situation. But again, Joe's fucking ego. I don't know if these niggas was partners or not, dog. I'm just looking at the fact that y'all made it seem like it was such a friendly thing. These are my friends. I love these guys. And he was saying that shit like throughout the whole situation while he was, you know, talking about this shit. Like the whole episode was like, I still love them. They're my friends. They're my friends. And it's like, dog, this is one of them nigga with friends like these niggas who needs enemies, you know. And I kind of low key feel sorry for Rory and Maul in this. Not really, but kind of. A little piece of me feels sorry for these niggas because it's one of them things where people, human beings, we walk around with a resume, especially our friends, people who, you know, like niggas got track records, dog, especially a nigga like Joe Button, who's literally famous. People are who they are, nigga. I believe after kindergarten, you the person you're going to be. So if I knew you in kindergarten and we don't see each other until we 45, a lot of who you were when you were seven years old, you the same fucking person. If you was goofy at seven years old, you're going to be goofy at 47, dog. If you was a fucking liar at seven, you're going to be a liar at 47. So them, you know, supposedly being like Joe's friend, you know, Joe's homie, Joe day ones and shit. Like, nigga, they, they should have knew, my nigga. Y'all should have saw this coming, my nigga. Like, you know, this is on his track record, my nigga. Like, in 
this ain't even like no deep shit, but I'm gonna hit this bomb because I want to take a sip, my nigga. When the motherfucker, you know, show you who they are, believe them. Like, this is Joe's M.O., my nigga. Like, if you watch Love and Hip Hop, Joe is, he's just destructive of all his fucking relationships. Friends, business, companies that he's worked for, all his situations, my nigga. Joe is the type of nigga that he builds shit up and he tears shit down. What's going on, the Barbie Way fucking podcast? What's the deal? But, like, Joe is one of them type of niggas, dog. Whether he your fucking friend or not, you know, so Maul and Rory is going into this situation with a nigga who they feel like is they friend and shit. And it's like, I don't give a fuck how much of a friend you are with a nigga. If he got the fucking tendency to do some bullshit, you got to protect yourself in that fucking situation. You know, it's just like I wouldn't rob a bank with a nigga who I know is a fucking not even like a thief because we robbing the bank, so we all thieves. But like the type of nigga that'll do anything for some fucking money, a nigga that, you know, one of them live wire down for anything, stab anybody in the back, the type of nigga that'll steal money out his mama purse. You can't be doing shit with niggas like that. You can't be going into business with niggas like that because niggas gonna do what niggas gonna do no matter what. Like, you know, it's niggas who you know in life who got the tendency to do some bullshit. And the one thing I hate to hear motherfuckers say, something that always comes out the mouth of a nigga that some bullshit happened to is, he ain't did it to me. He wouldn't do that to me. Nigga, you know what happens when a motherfucker say, oh, he wouldn't do that to me. It always happened to a nigga who somebody did that to. And shout out to Botanically Blended. This tea good than a motherfucker, dog. This, this that shit right here. I like this. But yeah, my nigga, like, you, you always get fucked over by the motherfuckers who you swear would never fuck you over. Motherfuckers always say that shit. Like a, a woman with a dude, he'd never cheat on me. A nigga with a woman, she'd never cheat on me. You know, a nigga in a business situation with a nigga, he'd never steal from me. That's my friend. You know, like I tell y'all all the time, nigga, I don't even really use that word, dog. Friend? That shit is such a fucking temporary fleeting thing. Like, it's niggas I fuck with. It's niggas I'm cool with. It's maybe two Three niggas on this planet who I consider my friends. Other niggas are family that I'm not related to. But I don't do that friend shit. Because of shit like this, my nigga. If you listen to these niggas show, they talk, they they push that friend shit all the fucking time. Joe Button start the show with um, you know, I'm sitting here with my nearest and dearest friends. Maul is here, Rory is here, Savon is here, Erickson is here. Parks is here with his bitch ass. Parks a bitch, my nigga. Like, let me, I, I should have said that shit in the beginning. Like, Parks is a motherfucking sucker, dog. Like, it ain't nothing I hate worse than a motherfucking yes, man. And Parks, oh my God, nigga. Get this nigga fucking dick out your throat, dog. That shit is not becoming of a man to be 
such a bitch for another man, my nigga. Like, I don't give a fuck how much money I'm making from you, off you, or with you, my nigga. I'm not finna suck nobody dick, dog. You know, like, I hate a co-signing echo chamber ass nigga. And that shit was fucking parks. The whole fucking episode. Everything Joe said. Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. Yeah. we. I love Maul too, daddy. But he's a bitch. Yes. Yes. Parks. I mean, uh, Rory. Yeah. Rory, Rory's our friend. But fuck Rory. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything fucking Joe said. This nigga fucking Parks was on his dick. Like, ugh, bitch ass nigga. I hate to fucking hear that, dog. But, like, that was one of the things that I kind of noticed. Joe loves a yes man. Like, Joe said some shit to, to fucking uh, Maul and Rory that was telling. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, because when Maul and Rory first, you know, took that little hiatus from the show, um, Ice and Ish, you know, two more of Joe Button homeboys came and replaced them for a second, like on some stand-in shit. You know, and I guess he told these niggas, like, nigga, I could get these two niggas to do the show for half of what I pay one of you niggas for. And shit like that is like, okay, so... How do you think that makes Ice and Ish feel when they hear some shit like that? For a nigga to tell somebody, nigga, I could pay these niggas half of what I pay y'all niggas. So basically, like, I'm cheap labor. I'm supposed to be your nigga like they your niggas. But you gonna pay me half of what you pay one of these niggas? I'm getting quarter pay? What kind of shit is that, my nigga? But it's like the niggas who Joe Button surround himself with is such fucking clowns. They willing to take suck ass deals like that, you know, and I think that was kind of like the dynamic that Maul brought to the show that cracked the show off, you know, because like the way Joe tries to make it seem like he's the fucking big humongous star and Rory and Maul is these two clown ass niggas who he just picked up off the motherfucking street, nigga. Without these niggas, that show would not be what it is, my nigga. You know, fuck all you niggas who sucking Joe Budden dick and it's like, oh, he can replace them niggas with anybody. Oh, Ice and Ish are just as good as Rory and Maul. No, the fuck they're not, my nigga. And this ain't no dick riding shit. This ain't me saying, oh, Maul is the greatest. Oh, fucking Rory. Oh, no, nigga. Like, the thing is, like, if you've been listening to the Joe Budden podcast for a long time, like me, I think I probably got in around episode 50 or some shit like that. Like, I've been listening to the, the fucking podcast for a long fucking time. It was an okay show. 
But the thing that Maul brought was a little bit of balance between Joe and Rory. Because like I said about Joe Button, Joe Button loves a fucking yes man. Like that's that nigga shit. He loved niggas to sit around and tell him how fucking dope he is, how fucking fly he is, how smart he is. You know, if you would listen to that shit when 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 Maul not there, because Maul does it too a little bit. Every now and then you hear Maul doing that shit too. Like it's like Joe will say some wild crazy shit and here come the echo chamber. Here come the fucking yes men. Here come the yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. I agree, Joe. Yeah, Joe. You're right, Joe. Yes, exactly, Joe. Like niggas be on some dick sucking shit. But Maul was the one nigga that could sit up there and be like, Joe, you full of shit. Shut the fuck up, Joe. Nigga, that's some bullshit. You know, so it's like Maul was the the motherfucker. He was like the catalyst that made that shit crack off. Like it was a cool show because Joe's a knowledgeable dude when it comes to music. Rory is well. So, you know, like you listen to the show for a, a perspective on hip hop of motherfuckers who are, you know, Maul, I mean, uh, Joe and Rory are both in the industry. Joe as an artist and Rory as whatever the fuck he do in the industry. He worked for record labels and shit. But like these niggas are very knowledgeable about the fucking music business as well as Maul. Like he like bigs from Rockefeller's little brother or some shit. So all these niggas are very knowledgeable in a lot of the topics that they talk about. You know, so it's a it's a informative show. But, you know, they talk shit, you know, they crack jokes and all of that. But as far as like Joe running off the rails, Maul is the one that comes in to be like, Joe, shut the fuck up. I'm not going to suck your dick because I'm I'm really your homeboy. I ain't your fucking yes, man. So without Maul, I feel like that show wouldn't be what the fuck it is, you know, and that's like Maul and Rory's whole point in this whole fucking argument, my nigga. Like Maul's thing is like my nigga, how how you gonna disrespect me this motherfucking way? Because you know they saying Maul and Rory, oh it's not about money, it's about respect, it's about friendship and all that. Even though this whole shit is a money situation, nigga, when it comes to business and friendship, which I feel like should never really be mixed unless it's solid paperwork put together in the beginning of this shit, like that is respect, my nigga. That is friendship, dog. If you really my friend, nigga, you be respectful enough to let me see them books, my nigga. Let me see what the fuck you doing over there. That's respect. If you really my friend, you'll let me see what the fuck you doing over there. You know, and that's the reason friends and money should not mix, my nigga. Friends and business don't mix, my nigga. You know, like me and one of my friends ain't been the same as we was because we went in the business together. Nigga, me and one of my homeboys, nigga, we started a business and it was just like anybody else who starts a business with their homeboy, my nigga. Saying the same shit, everybody else say, man, that's my boy, he wouldn't do that. Oh, that's my nigga, my nigga wouldn't do no shit like that. You know, I could trust this nigga because he my homeboy. Until shit go one way or another, my nigga. Because business will fuck a friendship up. Whether it go good or bad, you know, that's the part of the game that motherfuckers don't really get, my nigga. You can make multiple millions of dollars and the friendship will fuck up because you feel like this nigga getting more than he deserved. Or this nigga doing something with the money that I don't see, you know, or 
he he doing some sly shit that I don't know about. Or when shit go fucked up. Because when shit go fucked up, it's like, why am I getting all this blame? That wasn't my fault. That was his fault. We should have did it my way. Oh, we should have did this. We should have did that. You know, and that's why you just shouldn't really go into business with your friends. Even if it's beneficial. Even if both of y'all got a similar mind frame, a, a similar business acumen, a similar level of fucking drive and goals and all that shit. Like, nigga, you you really be thinking like, oh, man, my homeboy, he wouldn't stab me in my back. My homeboy wouldn't slip off no money. My homeboy wouldn't do that. My homeboy wouldn't throw me under the bus. And then you find out the hard way, my nigga. You know, like, my friendship was, nigga, damn near gone, my nigga. You know, and me and this nigga was just like all the rest of everybody else who going to business with their friends. My nigga, we was tight. Everyday niggas. Like, I was with this nigga every single day. You know, motherfuckers done broke bread. Motherfuckers done slept on the same floors and all that type shit. Like, you don't think a nigga would do that to you. Until some money get involved. Then a nigga do that to you. You know, in my situation, it wasn't really that bad. You know, it was more principled than anything. And I think that's what Ma's problem is. Ma's problem is principled. Because like he's saying, it ain't about money. Yet it's about money. But what people don't get when it comes to money and principle the money is the principle, but it ain't about the money. Because whether it was $10 million or $10, the principle would remain the same. And that's why he's saying that it's the principle and not the money. The money is just a catalyst of what the principle is. The principle is why are you doing little sneaky fucking shit? It ain't the fact that it's a gang of money. It's the fact that you're doing some sneaky shit. You know, and then... What added fucking insult to injury was the fact that Joe making these niggas seem like they some motherfucking suckers. That's what really fucked it all up. Like Joe making it seem like these niggas is some fucking clowns. Like Joe on some like nigga Rory just a fucking snake. Rory just a fucking opportunist. Rory just this. Nigga Maul. Maul was sleeping on my motherfucking couch. Maul ain't nothing but a bum. Nigga Maul was hide detergent in his room. Nigga Maul. You know Maul is this like. But we friends. This is the shit you say about niggas who you call your fucking friends. Like now that that money is involved. Now your friends is bitch ass niggas. Now your friends is fucking suckers. Now Maul a fucking lame. Now Maul done abandoned you. And you know Maul is this. And, and Maul a fucking sucker. And these niggas don't understand business. And these niggas is, is trying to wreck the motherfucking ship that you the captain of. And. You the big fucking boss and these niggas just fucking underlings and these niggas should have did they fucking business better and they don't know shit. Like, you know, Rory is like some type of motherfucker over these parties, Henny Palooza, like nigga, when these niggas would talk business, Rory and fucking Maul seem pretty savvy when it come to business. But where they fucked up at, I think more than the the. Oh, these niggas wasn't looking at their contracts. Oh, these niggas wasn't checking on this because, you know, niggas love to be motherfucking uh, Monday morning quarterbacks and, you know, couch CEOs and shit. 
when it come to other people fucking business. Like, I don't think that Rory and Ma fucked up when it comes to the the situation of not looking at their books like they supposed to and not doing their paperwork as they supposed to. Because from what I hear, they had contracts and lawyers and things of that nature. I honestly think they biggest fucking mistake was going into business with Joe Budden. You know, like I said, my nigga Joe Budden is, is, he got a track record of this shit. Joe Budden builds up beautiful edifices and then he tears them motherfuckers down just as fast as he built them. Friendships, relationships, and all that. You fuck with a nigga like this, dog, you have to protect your motherfucking self. Like, Joe Budden is one of them niggas, like, you know, and this ain't no street situation, but it's like, as a street nigga, we know niggas that, yeah, I kind of fuck with you, but I'm going to have my pistol every time I'm around you. Because you a fucking live wire. You a liability. You, you a, um, you a unpredictable motherfucker. Joe Budden is a very unpredictable personality. Like, he's one of those niggas that just be doing shit. Like, he'll get in, he'll get in the mood and just fuck some shit up, my nigga. You'll say something he don't like and he'll just fuck some shit up. And then he'll play like, you are the fucking the culprit like you did it all like oh i didn't do anything like nigga you talking all that oh rory kept inviting me to his hands because like that was supposedly the thing that that caused the first hiatus of rory and ma joe accused rory of inviting him to fight on the regular like you know rory kept Acting like he wanted to fight, you know, because the thing is, dog, and this is something that kind of annoyed me. The fact that Joe kept harping on it. Niggas. The closer you are in friendship, the more often you going to tell a nigga, nigga, I slap the shit out you. Nigga, we go outside and fight right now. Nigga, I beat your ass because he's saying Rory kept inviting me to his hands. Rory kept acting like he wanted to fight. Nigga, Ma didn't offer to slap the fuck out you just as many times. You didn't offer to slap them niggas just as Nigga, you didn't hopped up, grab Ma, put your hands all on Ma. Nigga, don't act like your niggas don't fucking horseplay amongst men, dog. Like, that's some regular shit, my nigga. Don't act like now that Rory is inviting you to the fade, now it's a thing. But when you was doing it to them, it ain't shit. You know, and that's the fucking thing with doing business with a nigga like Joe Budden. Because, yes, I came in here a couple months ago and gave that nigga props for how he handled the Spotify deal. But like I always say on this motherfucking show, you know, in conversations with other people, because like I've had conversations where I've talked to people like maybe two episodes ago, I gave Kim Kardashian a lot of props. For how she handles her business. For how she's turned her fame into an empire. I've given Floyd Mayweather props. um, Kylie Jenner. Like there's people who I'm not a fan of them as a person. I'm not a fan of them as a personality. I'm not a fan of the content they create. Or the products that they sell. 
But I I could be a fan of something that you do and how you handle certain shit. So I was giving Joe props for how he handled the Spotify deal. You know, what his his intent was, you know, and just how he went about it. You know, where his mind was and how he wouldn't take no shit. But I wouldn't go into business with this nigga. I wouldn't want to be standing next to this nigga because he's the nigga that'll just pull the pin out the grenade and spike that motherfucker like a football because he in a bad mood. It wasn't really shit wrong with the fucking podcast. You know, they all admittedly said that there was tension. You know, there was some mutual bad blood. You know, there was some, you know, some nigga, I I ain't really feeling you right now type of moments. And that happens, dog. You know, when, when you fucking with, you know, you got men and egos, you know, motherfuckers dealing with each other closely, especially when there's money involved. For an, uh, a, a, a nice amount of time These niggas don't take vacations They do two episodes a week That's a lot for a podcast And these niggas They do two and three hour episodes My nigga That's a lot You know so Y'all niggas is Is exchanging these motherfucking ideas Whether you agree or disagree Yes nigga It's gonna get a little heated So you know Joe told Rory Take some time off Maul wasn't really feeling that and that the fact that maul didn't like the way that joe told rory to take a break kind of shows me that they were under the impression that they were partners as much as joe tried to push this they wasn't partners they was just employees they was just employees i don't know my nigga you know Rory and Maul don't seem that motherfucking stupid to me And I could be wrong my nigga I could be completely incorrect But just the way that they handling this shit my nigga Something told them they was Something had them under the impression that they had a, a partnership But Joe the way Joe is talking now Was like Joe was big boss hog And these niggas was just pawns my nigga And that I don't like I I really don't my nigga so the thing was, Joe tell Rory, take some time off. Maul say, you a bitch ass nigga for that. I'm going to take some time off of Rory. And then Joe kind of aired they ass out the episode after that on some like, oh, Maul, you're supposed to be my friend. How you going to take Rory's side? You know, and when they came back, Maul told him, nigga, I didn't take Rory's side. Nigga, I took the right side. You know, like shit like that. Like I kind of like the way that Maul handles shit. You know, Maul is like an old school street nigga. Like he come from the cloth of niggas who still move on principles, morals, integrity, and character. You know, like he a balls in my word type of nigga. So like when it came to that situation, my nigga, like he said, nigga, whether you my homeboy or not. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Like I told y'all, nigga, a couple episodes ago, my nigga. There's a difference between a better or worse person and a right or wrong person. Maul is a right or wrong person, my nigga. If you wrong, you wrong. I'm not finna ride with you and you absolutely wrong, my nigga. You know, this ain't life or death, my nigga. Like, this is this is business, dog. Like, you, you, you doing some bullshit. I'm gonna back up off you because you want some bullshit. Like I said, dog, like. 
And and this is where Maul fucked up, my nigga. Like I really look at Maul as the nigga who made the mistake of always saying he wouldn't do that to me. Like you standing next to this nigga who got the tendency of doing some sucker shit over and over again. And you keep saying he wouldn't do that to me, though. 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 Like I look at that as the nigga who hang out with a snitch ass nigga or a thief or a liar. And just because he ain't did it to you yet. That don't mean he ain't going to do it to you, my nigga. He just ain't had the opportunity to do it to you. So Maul is standing next to Joe. Joe fucking over girlfriends. Wouldn't do that to me, though. Fucking up business deals. Wouldn't do that to me, though. Fucking up other friendships. Wouldn't do that to me, though. Fucked over Rory. Wouldn't do that to me, though. Now your turn come. Now, look. Air your ass out publicly. All you did was be a real nigga. And look at how the fuck this nigga repaid you. Like I said, dog, niggas run around with track records, my nigga. This is why I don't fuck with snitches. I don't fuck with snakes. I don't fuck with suckers. If I see you fuck over a nigga over there, my nigga, I'm not fucking with you because all that shows me is you got the, the tendency to fuck niggas over, my nigga. And just, nigga, I don't give a fuck if me and you been rocking 15 fucking years, dog. If I see you fuck somebody over over there, all that tell me is I ain't got my turn yet. But I know it's coming. Nigga, just because you ain't fucked me over yet, don't mean you won't fuck me over. So watching you fuck other people over shows me that you a fuck people over type of nigga. And I can't be around that. That's the shit that, you know, I kind of blame Maul for in this situation. As real of a nigga as he is, as intelligent of a nigga as he is, you was standing next to a fucking ticking time bomb, dog. You were standing next to a nigga that has the tendency to do some bullshit. You looked at this nigga resume. You were standing next to this nigga while he was doing all that bullshit. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And you kept telling yourself it ain't going to happen to me. That was your fucking mistake. Maul learned a valuable fucking lesson, dog. You know, so this nigga send you niggas on, on this break. You know, which was kind of like, I ain't even going to stay strike one, dog. That was nigga strike two and a half. You know, because if we supposedly partners, you shouldn't have no ability to say, 
nigga, you got to take some time off. Like that shit, you know, like Ma said, nigga, that shit should have been discussed. Like, nigga, we we a three-man weave, dog. Yeah, your name on the fucking billboard, but we here, too. Nigga, we on the fucking team, too, my nigga. Them niggas felt like we a team. Like, you LeBron, I'm AD, he's whoever the third best player on the Laker is, dog. Like, nigga, UKG, I'm Ray Allen, that's Ray John Rondo. Like, nigga, you know, we a squad, my nigga. So how can one teammate tell everybody else they got to go chill? Where... Joe now is making it seem like, no, nigga, I'm the owner. Y'all niggas just players. So shit went fucking foul, my nigga. These niggas came back, had their little fake-ass therapy episode, did their little fake song and dance, and then shit went back dark. I think them niggas maybe came back and did one episode where they, you know, kind of like told the story of the whole hiatus then they did an episode after that where they kind of, you know, like try to get their rhythm back and act like they was friends again. And again, like that's the fucking problem with friends and, and, and business. That's also the problem with fake friendship, because that's what it's looking like now more than anything. It's looking like these niggas was playing friends for the cameras. And again, that's another situation that I feel like falls on Maul. Because I feel like Maul honestly felt like they was really friends. Rory probably felt that way too. And again, this is what happens when you do business with niggas like Joe Budden. You deal with these niggas who, who fake shake hands. And it was like a running joke on their show. Joe Budden is one of these niggas that swear to God he don't like nobody. Like... Oh, I hate fucking Lil Yachty. I hate this rapper. I don't like this rapper. I don't like no rappers. I don't want to be around these niggas. I don't want to meet these niggas. Fuck all these niggas. I'm fucking Joe Button. I don't like no fucking body, nigga. And then he meet these niggas and he like, oh, they're a great guy. Oh, I fucking love this guy. He's great. Oh, that's my guy. He a fake ass nigga, dog. And again, Maul, why the fuck are you as a real nigga? Standing next to this fraud ass nigga all motherfucking day knowing he a fucking sucker. That's like the only thing like a little small piece of me says. Like, you know, maybe there's some truth to what fucking Joe is saying about you sleeping on this nigga couch. Maybe you are a fucking opportunist. I'm not going to put that jacket on him. But shit like that. Like when I see real niggas kick it with a suck ass nigga. Because the suck ass nigga has money, that shit make me look at you a certain way. You know, that shit make you kind of look funny with the light on you. Because something that I preach on here all the motherfucking time, dog, like, nigga, I, I'd rather be a real thousand dollar nigga than a bitch ass millionaire. Nigga, I am not kicking it with no bitch ass niggas for no money, dog. It ain't no fucking amount of money in the world to make me hang out with no bitch ass nigga all day, every day. Cause it's shit like this, my nigga. A bitch ass, hanging out with a bitch ass nigga is fucking expensive, my nigga. Hanging out with a bitch ass nigga could cost you so much, dog. Hanging out with bitch ass niggas cost you time, money, possibly your motherfucking life.
Like nigga that that shit out dog As a real nigga You don't fuck with no punk ass niggas my nigga Like you don't see Eagles Hanging out in chicken coops my nigga You don't see no motherfucking wolves Hanging out with chihuahuas my nigga Like that shit don't fucking mix Nigga you ain't supposed to be around no buster ass niggas Niggas who handle all they shit fucked up Niggas who make all their moves on fucking emotions like bitches. That shit out, my nigga. Like, that's the one thing. Like, I'm looking at more funny. Like, come on, my nigga. As real of a nigga as you are, why is you hanging out with this nigga? I get it. He got money. I get it. You know, he, he brings a lot of opportunities. He makes smart business moves and shit like that. But look at how this nigga act, my nigga. And again, I enjoy the show. Nigga, he's an entertaining motherfucker. Like, Joe Budden is a great entertainer, my nigga. Joe Budden been entertaining his whole motherfucking life, so he's good at that shit. So, yes, the show is entertaining. But as a real nigga, I wouldn't want to fuck with him, dog. That nigga's a sucker, my nigga. That nigga move like a little bitch. You know, I I ain't into that shit. I don't, I don't like that shit. But now we here. You know. Rory and Ma, I wish these niggas the best, but them niggas kind of put themselves in this situation. You know, like, I, I I hate to fucking see it, you know, because, like, the the whole wanting to see the fucking paperwork and Joe treating these niggas like motherfucking employees. Again, my nigga, it's three sides to this fucking story. So we don't know if these niggas was really employees or really fucking profit sharing partners. But one thing we do know is all this stems from these niggas wanting to see the fucking paperwork. You know, like Maul said, he want to respect. Like Rory said, if we friends, why we can't handle this shit like friends? And like Joe said, my nigga, I can't show y'all the paperwork because I'm the boss. All this shit should have been taken care of up front. Even though... You know, like Rory said, and he he said it admittedly too. Like, you know, I I shouldn't have assumed we was homies. You know, they both said like, nigga, we saw little red flags, and we ignored them because we was friends. Nigga, this is a valuable lesson to everybody listening. A lot of us have learned this lesson personally, like I did, my nigga. Friends and business do not mix, dog. I don't give a fuck how much love you got for a nigga. I don't give a fuck how much, how many things y'all been through, how many times, you know, niggas will say shit like, oh man, I done left money at this nigga house and he didn't touch it. You know, I done, I done did this and you know, that nigga didn't show me no signs that he'd fuck me over. You know, something I learned. In high school, my nigga, some of my English teacher told me, my nigga, everybody got a price. Anybody say they ain't got a price, they ain't heard the right number yet. And this is what that is, dog. Like, it's all cool. You left a hundred dollars at your homeboy house and he ain't touchy. Oh man, I I left my Jordans at that nigga house brand new in the box. He ain't touch them. That ain't that nigga price. It's going to be a whole different motherfucking thing. Y'all niggas make $7 million. And he got the whole seven. And they didn't tell y'all it was seven. 
do you really think he gonna give you 3.5 or you think he gonna tell you yeah man we only got four here go your two whole time in your head you like yeah nigga i got two million dollars damn nigga i'm doing good you know because that's what joe saying joe making it seem like these niggas pocket watching like we only got this much and this was the cost of doing business and i can't tell y'all niggas how much because that ain't none of y'all motherfucking business but it's like if we friends like you say we are why is it none of our business if if we partners like we think we are why is it none of our business if we're supposed to be partners? Because that's the thing Rory and Ma kept saying in their video. We're partners. We're partners. We were partners. We were partners. But where y'all fucked up at was, nigga, y'all should have worked the whole transparency situation into the whole equation up fucking front. But again, dog, valuable fucking lesson for business-minded people, people who go into business, you can't mix business and friendship. Even if you even if you just so fucking determined to go into business with your friends, you can't mix the two. You can do the two because you hear about businesses of like two brothers or two friends like, oh, me and my best friend started this fucking company and blah, 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 blah. And it works. But the thing that they got to stress that some motherfuckers don't. But this is something that I'm trying to tell you motherfuckers right now. Dog, you have to separate the friendship from the business. We could be fucking friends after we clock out. We could be friends after we sign these fucking contracts. After we negotiate. Okay, look, you going to get 50% or I'm going to get 50%. Or since this is my situation, I'm going to get 65%. You're going to get 35%. Or I'm going to get this and you're going to get this. Nigga, it can't be, oh, you my partner, so we just going to do a handshake deal. Oh, you my homie. So look, we just going to, when we get the money, we just going to split that shit up evenly because you my homie. No. No, you can't do that. Nigga, as friends, nigga, you got to be more tight with your business when you dealing with your friends than when you dealing with a motherfucking stranger on some real shit my nigga like nigga when, when you dealing with a homie you you gotta be more tight with your shit than when you dealing with a motherfucker you don't know because a motherfucker you don't know a lot of times it's expected for you to do some shit over here and do some shit over here and have your own personal interests first. But when you're dealing with your homies, you kind of think your homies going to move a little different than a stranger will move. So when you fucking with a stranger, it's like, oh, I know he going to try to take something off the top. So let me make sure to watch his motherfucking ass. But when you're dealing with your homie, you kind of like, nah, homie wouldn't do that shit. So you be relaxed on your morals. You kind of just be like, all right, you know, yeah, and you know, uh, I think we we probably made around ten thousand this week. Hey, homie, uh, what we made, you know, and you thinking your homie gonna tell you exactly like, yeah, ten thousand. When in reality, y'all niggas made seventeen. 
But he lying Yeah 10,000 But he your homie So you just believe him Then you find out on the back end Like damn my nigga You You went and bought a Benz Yeah How you get a Benz I ain't know we made That much I thought you said we made 10 Yeah we made 10 Whole time nigga Y'all niggas made 25 Or some crazy shit But that's your friend But when it's a stranger You expect shit like that So you see a stranger that you're doing business with a lot of times you know already work um accountability into your contract you didn't work transparency into your contract because you expecting that bullshit from a stranger but you're not expecting it from a friend so like where they fucked up they dealing with joe knowing joe a fucking snake knowing joe a sucker Cause nigga I don't even know this nigga personally And I know that I know how this motherfucker move Y'all niggas be around this nigga all the time Yet y'all going into business with this nigga on some handshake This my homeboy shit Nigga fuck that dog Like it's like uh, in the bible Like how they say uh, you know the, the house built on Fucking stone and the house built on sand My nigga Business built on contracts is the house built on stone, my nigga. Businesses built on friendship is a business built on some bullshit. And I finished my tea, my nigga. This Jack Daniels. But anyway, my nigga, like, you just can't do it, dog. Nigga, when you when you dealing with friends in business... All that handshake shit out dog Like Never You wouldn't do a handshake deal with a stranger So you shouldn't do a handshake deal with a friend my nigga Handshake deals should just be out Period No matter who it is I don't give a fuck if it's your mama You know If if you look at Waka Flocka Flame Usher And there's probably some other artists My nigga These niggas literally fired they mama they mama was their manager and they fired their mama, dog. Their mother, the woman who made them be alive, my nigga, their creator, fired. Family and business don't mix, my nigga. Love and business don't mix, my nigga. Business ain't a love game, my nigga. Business a numbers game, dog. Like, it, it, it's fucked up to see niggas learn this lesson in such a fucked up way. Such a public way And Joe he you know he he's that type of bitch ass nigga dog You know because to watch this shit go down is just fucking ugly You know this motherfucker telling telling the world That he carrying these niggas Like you know how fucking fucked up that shit is To hear from a motherfucker who you call your fucking friend You know because like that's that's another fucking dynamic of this whole shit dog Like this nigga airing you niggas out publicly. The top fucking podcast in the world, dog. Millions of listeners. This nigga telling niggas, Rory a bitch, Rory a thief, Rory a motherfucking liar, Maul a bum, Maul was living, you know, at my motherfucking house. He was living with me. That nigga didn't pay no bills or rent. I'm carrying these niggas. I, this show is, is just as good without these niggas These niggas gone and the show still going on Fuck these niggas, these niggas weak and all this shit What the fuck is friendship to a nigga like that? 
Like that's the fucked up part Cause you know like when you listen to these niggas Them niggas was low key taking the high road You know like you know Congratulations on this deal And being the head of equity And fucking Patreon and all this shit Like these niggas still trying to take the high road But it's like dog This is what you get standing next to bitch ass niggas This is what you get when you fucking with snake ass niggas closely dog You get fucking bit my nigga you get shit on. You get aired the fuck out. This nigga's an emotional fucking bitch. This is what the fuck you get. As much as I kind of feel sorry for you niggas, like y'all niggas learning a valuable lesson, my nigga. This is something that a lot of us learn early in life. Some of us got to learn that shit later, nigga. This is y'all's master class in fucking with bitch ass niggas. You got to stay away from motherfuckers like that, dog. This nigga called you niggas everything but a child of God, my nigga. And then he got these other two flunky ass niggas who he said he could, you know, he can pay them niggas a quarter of what he pay y'all while they sitting there just, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe, go ahead, Joe. Man, what the fuck? Like, I don't even think I'm going to listen to this shit no more. As much of a fan of the Joe Budden podcast as I was, them niggas lost a listener with me, dog, because I'm on real nigga time. It's hard for me to listen to bitch-ass niggas and bitch-ass bullshit. You know, as much as that shit was entertaining and I like to, you know, separate the, the man from the art, it's just ugly to watch, my nigga. Like, hearing that shit was just like, you, you was a messy bitch-ass nigga, my nigga, like, as I'm listening to it, I was honestly listening to it to do this show. Like, I wanted to get the full context, you know, different sides of the story. Because, like, this is like another piece of it that just made me say, man, it's some bitch ass shit. Like, Joe and academics is cool. We know that as far as followers of this situation, because we seen everyday struggle with Joe and academics, right? Academics don't get along with Rory and Maul. He ate these niggas, and that's that is what that is. Joe's thing is, yeah, y'all niggas is enemies, but that's a nigga who I'm cool with, and this whatever. But another thing, as far as motherfuckers in general, like nigga, you ain't supposed to be dealing with niggas who fuck with niggas who don't fuck with you. And then, like as public as this shit got, my nigga, like Joe showed his bitch nigga colors, dog. Like, and I get it, it's business. But again, these niggas was talking that friend shit. And the reason that shit don't fucking mix. Joe was like, I can do business with academics because academics a businessman and it's mutually beneficial and all this bullshit. But it's like, dog, y'all know we beefing with this nigga. Now this nigga then aired out the niggas who his homies. And now they enemy academics is gassing they ass up. Now them niggas look like King Kong Goofy to everybody involved. And it's like, my nigga, like, what the fuck is friendship, dog? Like, really, my nigga? Like, what the what is friendship when it comes to business, my nigga? Friendship is like the world's biggest handicap when it comes to business.
Like, nigga, you better off being deaf and blind in business than being somebody's fucking friend. Like, that shit don't make no motherfucking sense, my nigga. Like, just seeing the way that this whole shit getting handled, it's it's literally like watching an ugly divorce between two bitches. And I'm not calling Rory and Ma no bitches, I'm just saying. Like, nigga, this is like them ugly-ass high school breakups or them ugly-ass social media breakups where both sides is fucking going on and posting fucked up shit about each party. Oh, nigga, she was a hoe. She was sucking everybody's dick. Oh, that nigga was a bum. He was broke. He didn't ever take me out. He was a lame-ass nigga and all this shit. That nigga dick little. Oh, that bitch pussy stinking. She did it. Like, that's what this shit is, dog. You know, and the fucked up part is like, like I said, nigga, Rory and Maul is kind of taking the fucking high road. Like, they kind of like, you know, nigga, we just want what's due to us. Nigga, we just want, you know, our our fair share of the profit. You know, nigga, we didn't know this nigga was going to do no snake ass shit. You know, that, that nigga fucking played us. It's fucked up. But at the end of the day, our main concern is the fans and the content and, you know, all the shit you supposed to say. You know, as far as, you know, you got a product that that was popular and a lot of people that's watching y'all and shit like that. Like them niggas is more just like, damn, my nigga, like we was trying to put the show first and you trying to put Joe first. But again, niggas learned a valuable lesson, dog. You know, and again, man. Park's a bitch. Let me just say that shit again, cause you know, now I'm drinking this jack. You know, the whole time Joe is on this rant, you know, and this is something else that I tell motherfuckers, nigga, you gotta watch them lap dog ass niggas. Like, the whole time Joe is airing these niggas out, Park's over there cheerleading. Park's over there, give me a J. Give me a O. Give me an E. What is a spell? Ho. Like that shit was weak as fuck. You know, and it's like shit like this. My nigga, I tell motherfuckers, dog, stay away from bitch ass niggas. I don't give a fuck if it's beneficial. I don't give a fuck if that nigga making money. I don't give a fuck if that nigga make you some money. Fucking with bitch ass niggas is out. Because of shit like this, my nigga. It's all good till it ain't all good no more. It's all good till you ain't making money no more. It's all good until this motherfucker finds a situation where it's more beneficial to fuck you over than it is to keep you around. Because Joe kept saying like, oh, everybody around me, everybody who loves me says I should have been got rid of y'all and y'all niggas is liabilities and y'all niggas ain't bringing nothing to the table and Y'all niggas ain't this and y'all niggas ain't that. And it's fucked up, my nigga. Because it sucks when the bitch ass nigga got a bigger microphone than you. Pause. You know, like when, you know, it's just like in, in, in these social media relationship situations that break up. Like your girl got a lot of followers on social media, you know, so she gassing your ass up online. Calling you all type of cheaters and suck ass niggas and weak motherfuckers, dick little and all this shit. And at the end of the day, she in the wrong. But everybody could hear her because she's more popular. She has more followers. She got 
a bigger platform than you got. So you looking like the fucking idiot. You looking like the wrong motherfucker. You looking like the asshole. You looking like the motherfucking idiot. Whole time, you in the right. Because I've been seeing, you know, people on different fucking sides of the argument saying different little shit. Like, I'm I'm seeing, you know, Team Joe saying, yeah, Rory Amal was, was really just employees. Rory Amal were really just fucking, um, you know, like underlings. Them niggas wasn't carrying their weight. Them niggas was suckers. Them niggas was lames. Them niggas was, you know, whoop de whoop. Joe was carrying them niggas. It was Joe's situation. All them niggas did was come and ride Joe's wave. And it's like, dog. Let's just go and take a ride down the hypothetical fucking walkway and say, all right, that's true. They were just riding your way. Niggas was nobody and all that. At the end of the day, dog, that show was not what it was until them niggas got there, dog. Like I said, I've been listening to the Joe Bunn podcast for a long time. It didn't really start cracking off until Maul and them got there, my nigga. So even if they was just some niggas who rode your wave, my nigga, it didn't become a big-ass tidal wave until them niggas got there, my nigga. Them niggas brought value to that show. As much as Joe tried to make it seem like, oh, without me, you niggas ain't shit, my nigga, without them, nigga, your show ain't shit. Them niggas is valuable, dog. Nigga, no matter what the fuck you want to say, you want to say, oh, it was just as good with Ice and Ish. Nigga, when, when I had Ice and Ish, we had the same numbers. We had the same audience. No disrespect to Ice and Ish. You know, I kind of feel like them niggas is yes men on the low, but I don't know them niggas personally, and I don't know them niggas dynamic. But as far as the whole Ice and Ish situation, nigga, of course, the numbers are going to stay the same, my nigga. Like, let's just take it to sports, because y'all niggas know how I like to do sports analogies. Nigga, if LeBron James get injured, the fans are still coming to see the Lakers play, my nigga. If LeBron and AD get injured, the fans are still going to come to see the Lakers play because they came to see the Lakers. Yes, we're still going to watch the Joe Budden podcast when Rory and Maul are not there to see what y'all niggas is talking about, but at the same fucking time, my nigga, eventually that art, that audience is going to shrink. Because as much as you try to make it seem like the show is the show, even without these key players, eventually it's going to suffer. Just like with the Lakers, my nigga, as much as motherfuckers is fans of the Lakers, nigga, we're also fans of the success of the Lakers. So once we start realizing that the product is dropping off, motherfuckers are going to stop watching. So, yeah, nigga, it was two episodes motherfuckers still wanted to see, especially because we was under the impression that Maul and Rory were coming back. But now, especially now, now that we seen how you do your friends, now that we seen how you get down, how you move, how your ego is way the fuck in outer space I don't know how many motherfuckers Is still gonna support that shit Me personally I know for a fact I'm not I've probably listened to my last fucking episode Of the Joe Button podcast 
And that's including, honestly, dog, like even if Rory and Maul come back, I'm done, dog. Especially if Rory and Maul come back. Because if Rory and Maul come back, that show me that they bitch ass niggas. Because, nigga, I don't give a fuck what level of friendship we got. I don't give a fuck how tight we is, my nigga. If you can dirt my name like that and talk about me like that, nigga, that shit it. Nigga, if, if you can air out, oh, that nigga, that nigga aunt was, was sleeping on my couch. That nigga was hiding detergent in his room. That nigga was doing this. Oh, that nigga a snake. Nigga, that nigga's a, a weenie. Nigga, that nigga was my employee, my nigga. That nigga was a pawn. That nigga's a buster. I don't need that nigga. That nigga ain't shit. Nigga, I gotta, I gotta touch your jaw before we can hang out again, my nigga. Like, nigga, we, nigga, we gotta squabble up before we can hang out again. And me personally, if we gotta squabble up, my nigga, we can't kick it no more. That's the fuck it. Like, if I gotta put my hands on you, I can't fuck with you, my nigga. So, like, me watching Maul and, and Rory, like, nigga, as much of a real nigga as I look at Maul ass dog, if you go back to fucking with Joe, my nigga, you lost all that. You are no longer a real nigga to me. If you can go back and fuck with a nigga that made you seem like you was a lame ass bum before you met him. Like Maul was eating out the fucking trash can before y'all niggas met. And now you this overpaid, entitled, suck ass nigga that ain't worth shit. And I'm just carrying you niggas and you niggas was busters before I met y'all and Y'all niggas just riding my situation. You know, I'm the boss of this shit, and y'all niggas just some busters I know. Nah, my nigga, we not doing that. That's not friendship. Nigga, the whole time you airing these niggas out, you simultaneously, but I love these niggas, though. I got love for them, though. They my brothers, though. What kind of fucking brothers do that shit, dog? Like, nigga, me and my brothers didn't had it out, had beefs, didn't like each other, was mad at each other. Never could I ever talk about my brothers like that. Friends, nigga, I don't talk to niggas at my job I don't like like that. And I don't owe these niggas shit. But I wouldn't talk about nobody like that that I felt like I was even going to look at eye to eye again. But again, my nigga, like, this is what you get. When you mix friendship and business, my nigga, you get an ugly ass divorce. Nigga, it's not to be done, my nigga. You know, and this just podcasting, dog. This is just motherfuckers talking in the microphones. But this is what the fuck happened when you do handshake deals with your homies, my nigga. Like, the thing is, my nigga, when it come to betrayal, dog. Nigga, it always comes from a friend, my nigga. The worst thing you can do is put money in friendship, my nigga. You know, you 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 setting yourself up to be stabbed in the motherfucking back, dog. Like, you just hate to fucking see it. I hate to see it. Because like I said, I was a big fan of this fucking show. That shit was literally my favorite podcast outside of my own, obviously. But my nigga, like, that was my favorite fucking show. My nigga, three hours of a show... Two fucking days a week, my nigga. I was looking forward to that shit on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Like, nigga, I'm a fucking truck driver. Nigga, I be on the road. Nigga, half my trip, I'm listening to the fucking Joe Button podcast. But, nigga, that's it. Nigga, whether these niggas, you know, keep on going or they stop going. 
I ain't gonna hear that shit Because I just hate to see bitch ass bullshit And that's what this is my nigga You know when when you take out the business You take out you know the money and the contracts And the who did what and the blame game It's just some bitch ass shit I hate the way Joe handled this shit I hate it dog Because it's like you don't do niggas who you call friends like this I think that's like the biggest part of it all Like even if these niggas was freeloading losers like you say they are dog At the end of the day you call these niggas your friends You don't do your friends like that my nigga Even if say business goes bad Because anybody who knows me personally who's known me for a while and they know how my business situation went with my homeboy, you know, who was, nigga, my friend. Like, you know, nigga's my son's godfather and shit, dog. I never said nothing fucked up about this nigga, whether it was public or private, my nigga. Like, it just was, oh, man, what happened between you and homeboy? Man, shit went fucked up, dog. Oh, what happened? It just went fucked up. That's all you're going to get out of me, my nigga. I'm not going to say, oh, it was his fault. No, he had faults, I had faults, we fucked up, that's all the fuck you gonna get out of me, my nigga, and that's all you should have got out of Joe, but Joe a bitch ass nigga, dog, and that's all the fuck I gotta say about that shit, as far as him, anyway, because my nigga, like, as much as motherfuckers carry shit on, you know, being a man, being a real motherfucker, being a man of principle, I understand the fact that we podcasters, and we supposed to be transparent and we supposed to give our audience this and give our audience that and we owe the listeners this and we owe the listeners that. One thing we don't owe the listeners is to shit on motherfuckers who we love. Shit on our friends, dog. Like everybody, you know, who listens to this show, y'all niggas know, dog. I'm I'm an open book. Like I I, I give you niggas a lot of who I am. You know, like I'm I'm very transparent on this show. I, I tell a lot about who I am on this show. But there's just some shit you niggas is not finna get from me, dog. And that's the fucking thing. Like I understand Joe is a you know, a, a open person. You know, he's a a transparent person. He's a vulnerable person. Like me, my nigga. I'm I'm vulnerable on this fucking show. I say a lot about myself on this fucking show, but there's just some shit I'm not going to say, my nigga. Like, it, as much as I tell motherfuckers, like, I'm not going to tell you niggas how I fuck my wife. I'm not going to tell you niggas, you know, my friends' names or my fucking address. Like, there's just some shit you don't owe no fucking body, dog. The listeners don't don't have to hear you shitting on motherfuckers who you call your friends, my nigga. Motherfuckers who you lie and say you love. You don't owe nobody that shit. Nigga, that's personal, dog. That's some bullshit you wanted to do. Didn't nobody force you to do that shit. You don't have to do that shit. Nigga, you a bitch. That's all the fuck that is, my nigga. Like, it ain't my fucking job to shit on nobody. It ain't my job to call no nigga no fucking bum. It ain't my job to call no nigga no motherfucking thief. Nigga, that's, that's personal. Nigga, that's you. That's something you choosing to do, my nigga. You choosing to be a bitch-ass nigga, dog. That's why I can't fuck with that shit. Because it's all personal choice, my nigga. 
you got to take accountability for the fact that you a bitch ass nigga. So that's why I'm not supporting that shit, my nigga. I cannot support no bitch ass nigga. As entertaining as as that shit is, my nigga. As much as I enjoy that motherfucking show, dog, I I've listened to my last episode because I can't support no bitch ass shit. Shout out to Maul, shout out to Rory. I hope them niggas do great things. I hope them niggas start their own podcast or whatever the fuck they do. Cause Dave said, you know, they ain't really tripping off the shit. Like they kind of was just doing it and it happened to be something successful. So they stuck with it and it it did what it did. And, you know, I hope that they do well in life. Shit, nigga, I hope Joe and bitch ass parks do well in life. Honestly, I don't want to see nobody do bad in life. I ain't gonna support their ass, but I hope they do well. But you just fucking hate to see it, my nigga. It's the end of a of a era. You know, it, like I said, my nigga, I feel like that shit was like the flagship of black podcasting. That shit was podcasting done at a high level. The Joe Button podcast was one of my favorite podcasts, my nigga. Them niggas was like Mount Rushmore, this shit. But I ain't fucking with it because I don't fuck with bitch ass shit, my nigga. You know, so like just to put a bow on this shit because I've ran long. Nigga, friends and business do not mix. Never do handshake deals with nobody, my nigga. You better off doing a handshake deal with a fucking stranger than doing a handshake deal with your friend. Because betrayal never comes from a stranger, nigga. Betrayal can only come from your friends. So never feel like, oh, I know him. So me and him could do business on handshakes because that's my homie. My nigga, there's numbers on everybody, dog. Every body got a price when they say a motherfucker will never sell out it's because they ain't heard the right number yet so never give a motherfucker the opportunity to put that price on your fucking head and i'ma drop the mic on that shit this has been your host young dolomite of the too much game podcast live from the boom boom room once again if you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhouse media, town e house media. Support all the townhouse media podcasts, sports for you podcast, Tuesday evenings, live at 6 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube and Facebook sports. Number four, letter U. My favorite sports podcast with Nick Freeze, John Watson, the young Mark, M A R Q. Man, them niggas know what the fuck they talking about, dog. Fucking the calling out name segment is the dopest fucking segment in podcasts. Them niggas fly as fuck. Y'all niggas check out the Sports For You podcast. Wednesdays, the No Rules podcast. No Rules with a Z. With Mark, Ill Will, and the super producer Ben Reddy, nigga. He's a permanent member, my nigga, so that's where he at now. He ain't on Seriously None of the podcast. And niggas on no rules, so check the motherfuckers out Wednesday evenings live at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Facebook and YouTube as well. Cat versus dog. Man, nigga, I don't know, nigga. I think we over with, nigga. nigga you know, nigga. That, that might be the end for us too, my nigga. But it ain't gonna be no ugly shit, you know. I'm like I'm from the dirt, CJ, nigga. We still good. But um, you know, I guess that's that's all of it, dog. My ending short as fuck now. But, um, you know, follow me on Instagram at Uncle Dolomite. Uncle, D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at Young Dolomite, Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E. Also, Clubhouse, same shit. Cash at me, same motherfucking shit. Uh, you know, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube, nigga. That shit is fucking important. Um, I think that's it, my nigga. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much gang. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.